Hello, mamas, and welcome to our special 100th episode where I interview my husband. We do a Q&A on life, business, parenting together, supporting each other, all of the things with the one and only J.A., my husband. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you you through let's take some time for you it's pregnancy with physio laura hello mamas and welcome back to the pregnancy with physio laura podcast today is huge this is such an amazing milestone i still can't quite wrap my head around it but today is the 100th episode for the pregnancy with physio laura podcast so i still remember when a podcast was a dream of mine, you know, like this little speck out there in the future that, you know, seemed nice, but I couldn't quite wrap my head around actually getting there. And now we're a hundred episodes later, the amount of feedback and beautiful messages I get from women reaching out to me to say which episodes spoke to them and what they've learned from it and how it's changed their lives or their pregnancy or their birth or you know, just to let me know that they feel the same way I feel when I share more personal information and details. And it, it's just such a beautiful way for me to connect to everyone. It lights me up. I genuinely love doing this podcast. I absolutely enjoy it. It does not feel like work for me majority of the time. And I'm just so, so grateful to each and every one of you that plugs me into your earphones, listens to the women that I interview, wants to learn more, wants to seek out more knowledge so they can thrive in pregnancy, birth and motherhood, not just survive, but actually thrive. And I so appreciate all of you being here, like immense, immense gratitude for each and every one of you for supporting me. I am just like a tiny little mum mum run business over here there's nothing fancy going on I'm a regular person with three young kids trying to serve a community of women as best I know how and trying to run a business as best I know how and I'm just so grateful for every single one of you who listens to the podcast buys my pregnancy posse program supports me in any way shape or form like I'm super grateful so This episode is a different one. My wonderful assistant Kat, when we were brainstorming what we could do for the 100th episode, said, why don't you interview J.A.? And I thought, you know what, that's a brilliant idea. So let me introduce you to J.A. He is, first of all, my husband. First of all, actually just a legendary human. (laughs) He's my husband, father to my three beautiful children and essentially my co-business boss, partner, in crime, anything business related, he is there with me on the journey. He was such a big part of me starting this business, starting the Pregnancy Posse program. He has physically helped me sort out all the tech, you know, he's emotionally supported me through all the ups and downs that come with running your own business. He has been my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter. Don't get me wrong, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like we certainly clash on so many different things, especially because we parent together, business together, life together. There's so much time together, JA and I, but I just thought it would be really cool to bring him on. He is such an intelligent, articulate man. I think he has so much wisdom to share with the world, but he is a backseat driver you know like he does not want to be front and center he's the introvert I'm the extrovert so he was very nervous about this interview he was very squirmish because I didn't send him all the questions he was being very like anal when we were starting the interview he's trying to make sure that the doors behind us were set a particular way and you know he even got up early to shave and do his hair and like I knew he was nervous and I'm quite fast and loose and yeah he was really sweating so (laughs) I really hope you enjoy it. I would love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura. If you got anything out of this interview, if you enjoyed the Q&A, if you want to see JA again, obviously let me know. He would so love to hear that feedback, but I really hope you enjoy this. We are going to be covering lots of different topics today, but specifically we're going to be talking about supporting each other through birth, how he felt supporting me through home birth, 
Was he scared? Did he have any reservations? How he feels about supporting me in business and working together in business? We talk about ideal age gaps between children and whether we were on the same page with how many kids we wanted to have. We talk about sharing the roles and responsibilities in our home life and making sure that everyone's cup is full. We talk about communication styles and how we openly communicate with each other. We talk about parenting and whether our relationships suffered after having children and how we try and foster connection with each other given that it can often be a ships in the night sort of situation. Um, I also give him some fun rapid fire questions at the start so hopefully you can get to know him straight away Um, but yes like I said as always super grateful that you're here thank you so much for listening to the podcast for getting me through to 100 episodes this is just the biggest milestone we've had over 250,000 downloads which like I just can't even compute how many people that is that have listened to the podcast it's just amazing like I, I really am lit up by this work that I get to do in the world I'm so grateful you're supporting me through it so um, enjoy this podcast with my amazing business partner and life partner JA and like I said let me know if you enjoy it and if you do want to connect with me any further you know where I live I'm over at the pregnancy posse if you want weekly guided workouts amazing birth preparation courses, mantras, affirmations, active birth classes, all of the breathing techniques for first stage and second stage labor, all of the birth prep, all of the community vibes, ask me your direct questions. I live over there. You can find out more at thepregnancyposse.com if you want to come and support me and yourself. More importantly, you can find me there. Without further ado, let's jump into this chat. I really hope you love it. Okay, this is a little bit of a new segment for me and maybe the only one we ever do if we're still married at the end of this, but we are doing a special episode today because it is the 100th podcast episode and I thought, what better person to have on the episode than my husband, J.A., who is the backbones of my business and the pregnancy posse. He just never shows his face. So I thought it would be really cool to have my biggest cheerleader and my biggest support person on the podcast to chat all things working together, parenting together, supporting each other through life. Loads of questions were submitted in. So we're going to do a Q&A today and see how this goes. And we may invite him back on the podcast if he's not too shabby. So welcome, J.A. Thank you. It's nice to be here, I think. (laughs) It's been such a funny lead up to this podcast. We've rescheduled this a number of times. This is classic parenting ships in the night. Trying to find the time to actually sit down together and record this has been quite the impossible task. Even this morning, we were this close to bailing on it because (laughs) there was just too many things to organize. But we're here. We haven't had a blow up. We haven't had a fight in the lead up to this. We've been fairly smooth sailing. We have had some really interesting points of difference. Like if you're watching this on the video, you will see there's like some sliding door handles behind us, <laughs> which JA couldn't stand to have in the frame because he's a perfectionist. He's quite anal. I'm fast and loose. I don't really care how it works out. I was happy to share a mic if we couldn't work out this two mic situation. So with very different personalities, as I'm sure you'll see as the podcast continues on, we're yin and yang through and through. We are so different and I think that's why we work so anyhow I'm going to interview you and I'm going to butt in where I feel like it is necessary because people want to get to know you and understand our dynamics so I haven't shown JA all these questions which makes him squirm which makes me laugh because this kid wants to prepare oh I should also say he got up at 5am this morning to shave his beard and to brush his hair oh it's just too funny (laughs) so I've just put some rapid fire questions here Mm -hmm. because I know I'm prone to talking and you won't say too much and I want everyone to get to know you a little bit better. So just answer these quickly. Don't Mm -hmm. think too hard. Don't overanalyze it. Just give me what you've got. Okay. How would you describe yourself in three words? Oh, geez. My my instinct is to ask you how you would describe me in three words. Um, In three words. Don't overthink it. Well, creative, I think. Um, Chaotic um, and uh, emotional, I think. Yeah. Is that good or bad? I feel like you put a bad spin on that. You're no. good emotional. Yeah. Okay. What would you describe me in three words? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
particular, like you know what you want, driven, you're very driven, like if you've got a goal in mind, you'll move mountains to make that work, and intelligent, like you're probably the smartest person I've ever met. So anyway, this is me asking you questions. What is your role in the business? So people understand what part you play. Um, I, I guess our business is so intertwined with everything else that we do. So um, my role in, in the business itself is to really have the strategic side of things, come up with some of the ideas um, and, and, and create the business side of it because you really don't seem to uh, you just want to do the you're organically just wanting to help people and put out content what have you and then I try and create a framework for it so that it actually um, is a business um, so that's always my role I guess um, sometimes I'm thinking much too big um, given the level of time we have to put into it so but now we've kind of come to this really exciting place where we've decided that no this is something that we really want to put the effort into it and see it come to its full potential. So um, actually creating the scale or ha getting the help to help us reach the scale that we think it should reach because it's such an awesome idea, I think, and the amount of amazing feedback that you get from your emails and in, in your Instagram or what have you, it, it's, um, it's time to really expand. And um, I think that's what my role is, is to help you do that. Um, you're so good at just staying in your lane, which is helping women. Um, so I just want to be the person that helps you, like enables you to do that um, and ensures that the business is sustainable. So that's pretty much my role in the business, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd probably be happy to work for free because I love it and you make sure that it actually is a business. I like that. That probably sums it up quite well. What's your favourite quote? I have two. I know. That's why I wanted you to share them. <laughs> so I'm not going to stick with one. Okay, so. give me two. My two favourite quotes, and I've sort of like abbreviated them slightly, but um, a mind might stretch can never return to its original dimensions. I love that. Um, and the other one is our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate, it's that we're powerful beyond measure. And I think that's probably where we're at with the business and in life in general in terms of well, we, we have these aspirations and sometimes we feel like we're playing small. And I think I just love that, like, confronting ourselves where we're playing small where are we limiting ourselves and how big could this possibly be like how much impact how much how much reach how awesome could whatever we do next be whether it's parenting whether it's our marriage whether it's it's the business or my business um yeah, i just i love that quote mm, i feel like we reference that a lot in our lives i put out a social media post on this recently about having it all and just stepping into our light and our power and not holding ourselves back. That's definitely a big theme in our life right now. What's your favorite food? I'm going to cheat here. And I think I've become my grandfather or nonno as we use, as we I'm come from an Italian family. So we call him my nonno. And he used to say to, when we said, if you want to go out to a restaurant, he would say, why would I want to go out to a restaurant when I've got, he would call his wife, Bella, um, my, my nonno. Why would I want to go out to a restaurant when I've got my Bella cooking for me at home? And I think, that's where I've got to actually. Anything that's home cooked, I, I thoroughly enjoy. And we used to joke that Laura wasn't the greatest of cooks, but um, yeah, I enjoy a lot of your cooking. So whether it's your your low carb slices, the caramel peanut butter slice, or um, my probably favorite of your savory dishes is the eggplant lasagna. I really like that. So no, you are. A, There's always a snack in our house. I'm always yeah, making some snacks. sort of healthy dessert or healthy snack. What's your coffee order? Uh, I've got two, long black mm -hmm. or an almond piccolo. Do you think you're a bit addicted to coffee? Well, I had a recent concussion with footy <laughs> and I did, was it what, three weeks? Three weeks without coffee, albeit like a week into it, I started having decaf. So I don't know if that counts because I still got to have the habit. I think I we're to, both addicted. I'm addicted to sitting in a cafe with noise so that <laughs> I, I don't like to sit still in the office by myself. So yeah, I think there's so much to coffee that I love. It's having the, the little chit chat with the barista and getting to, especially living in a, in a small coastal town, you get to see the same people every day. And oh, I, I do enjoy the habit of going to a cafe. Mm. So These addicted, are meant to I'm be rapid to fire. Oh. <laughs> What's your most annoying habit? Oh, wow. You would, it's always to do with picking. So you'd be like picking my nails, biting my nails, like yes. picking my hair or playing, curling my hair or whatever it is. For those who aren't watching this video, Jaya has quite the afro 
of curls, so he's always, always touching things, playing with things. What's my most annoying habit? Um, I wouldn't say it's a habit. I think it's just like you're just, it's the, it's, I have also a big believer that your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. So I think with you, it's just that you're fast and loose. So um, <laughs> you have a habit of just like going for it, which is awesome at times, but then when it backfires, it's like, oh. I am that parent that is just always caught out without a nappy, without wipes, and just always chucking things in the car. I'm just, I'm fast and loose. We just make it up on the fly and I get by, you know, I'm pretty happy. We get by. I also um, will make a note, J.A. is looking at the sheet I have in front of us because he's wanting to prepare for the questions ahead because he can't handle doing things on the fly. Okay, and just quick last one. What are your dreams for 2022 for the rest of the year? Any goals, dreams? Well, I kind of feel like this is kind of significant. The fact that um, we're both appearing on this together, I think there's been a lot of, me coming up with ideas in the middle of the night or whatever you and then me translate uh, letting you know about those ideas and then you going away and working on, as opposed to doing things together so my dream is that we continue to like together um i think we're kind of we're such a great team so my dream is that we actually put our heads together and uh, and um yeah really reach all the things that we're we're aiming for and more importantly have a blast doing it because i think we've been very guilty of We've had a lot of great things happen to us and at times um, we've taken that for granted and taking that in our stride as opposed to like thoroughly enjoying the process. So mm. we've got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean it can't be a whole bunch of fun. So that's yeah. my dreams really. We need to have more fun. Well, we sure. have such an awesome life already. So mm. I think my dream is like well, to recognize that we're actually already bloody living that dream, which is yeah. awesome. It's not in the future. It's no, now. No, it's right now. Okay. They were the rapid fire questions. Yeah, cool. Sorry, it's not really my um, stream. Yeah, the listeners and the lovely women who I put a call out to to put um, some questions up have submitted them, and I've kind of categorized them kind of roughly into the the different segments. So we're going to work through the sort of pregnancy and birth questions now. So let's start with what was it like supporting Laura through a home birth, and were you scared at all? This is easier questions now. I like this. Um, uh, what was it like? It was very easy because I, like in anything, I just have so much. I'm just going to get a bit sloppy. Um, Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always, you've always been the even keel. Like you've always been, like I'm all over the place. And whenever anything's happened, you've always been that, that solid base. And um, I just knew the whole time that you had it. And I knew that, um, it was funny. There were so many people that were – I can't even remember what the question was in terms of home birth. What was it like uh, supporting Yeah, no, it was specific about home birth. I think the biggest thing with your home birth was not so much the home birth. It was the VBAC side of things and um, the fact that everyone wanted to tell you how risky everything that you were doing was. And um, we found ourselves consoling other people. Um, and I'm not sure <clears throat> if ever we really looked inwards and thought, we were worried because I, I, I don't recall being worried at all. Like I think, and it was, uh, we stepped into the, like each decision was sort of like stepwise fashion. Like the original goal wasn't to have a home birth. Um, and slowly, slowly, I feel like the universe just pushed us there and in, in, in little steps that we could handle. So by the time we got there, I was like, yeah, of course, of course. And I always felt like you had it. And I don't ever feel like you, you wavered in your confidence at all. It was amazing. And did you ever have any fears? Because I know a lot of women, they're limiting factors when it comes to birthing on their terms, whether it be a home birth or a VBAC or just whatever their preferences are, is that they find it hard to get their partner on board because maybe their partner has their own fears. And do you maybe have any fears of your own or do you have any advice for other partners who are nervous? We might have a differing recollection of this but i almost feel like uh i was the one encouraging you uh, well yeah i've spoken about place. that yeah you so, were the one i was apprehensive if anything i felt like at first it was you that was possible like at first before you decided to go down this path it was more like once you went down that path that was fine but i do feel like i was a big part in initiating that so there was no yeah i wasn't i just knew that you were capable so it was more so you trusted me which meant that you were happy to support whatever decision I had because you trust me absolutely yes okay how did you feel supporting me through two c-sections versus a home birth 
now that you can reflect on all three, how do you feel? How do you feel the support maybe was different in terms of supporting me? Um, I think they were all so unique. And um, the first birth really kind of caught me off guard. I didn't think we were going to have a seizure. It hadn't even crossed my mind. Um, I didn't know anything about birth, really, in, in terms of how things might proceed and in terms of I didn't I was a bit naive when you said that we were going to get induced and um, that you were going to get induced and so I just thought that meant that we'd get induced and then you'd have a baby and I hadn't even prepared for it so it all happened so quickly the first time so I, I, I don't know how supportive I was I was supportive in the way I could I remember going and walking around the gardens in, in Melbourne um, trying to get like, things moving after you got induced and but then it all just happened so quickly and um Next minute, you're having a seizure. I'm sitting outside the, the surgery room until, like, or theatre until it was time for me to come in, and that was my role. Like, um, Whereas, say, come to home birth, did you feel much more aware and prepared and less naive? Well, I, I guess the, the one that, and that's probably what precipitated the home birth, was the second time where we we felt like we, with the first, with Masi, our firstborn you were induced early. So second time around with Pia, we wanted to, well, what was to be Pia? Um, we wanted to wait longer. So we felt like we didn't give ourselves a chance. And then you've sprung it on me on the way to the hospital because we now had a booked in emergency seizure. Um, and what, there's 10 days? Was it 10 days? Yeah. Uh, almost, yeah. Mm -hmm. no. So you were 10 days overdue in quotation marks. Um, and... You sprung it on me that you had early contractions, but you never got to with Mussie's birth. So now this is a whole different proposition, and you were, and that's where I probably felt like, in terms of support, I, I wasn't strong enough in like being firm. And then once we got to the hospital environment in the morning, because it was booked in for what, nine o'clock in the morning, was it? And then being confronted by like the whole birthing team, um, pretty much <laughs> trying us suggesting that the best course of action was to go down the Caesar regardless of the fact that Laura was, or the fact that you were in early contractions, um, hmm, early mm -hmm. labour, I should say. Um, I probably didn't support you through that. And then from then, it was much the same as the first birth. Like, I'm waiting in a surgery, mm -hmm. like, and then not just there. And I don't, I don't think that's true that you didn't support me. Uh, I think what you're thinking is that maybe you could have advocated for me slash what we wanted better but I also think as a couple we hadn't we hadn't gone on the journey we went on for Luca's birth where we didn't really know what we wanted we didn't really know what we were trying to achieve so I, I don't think it's that you didn't support me at all it's just that like we were still so naive to what we wanted and so well, we knew what we didn't like sorry to well, yes and no. we knew that we wanted it to be different we knew that we felt like we hadn't given you enough chance the first time around yes. and let you go long enough so this time we did that but i don't think we recognized just how how much we could possibly do and just how good it could possibly could be. be yeah I, I think we were probably naive and then third time around which is really the question i guess you asked um yeah completely different it was amazing like yeah. i uh the whole way in terms of I felt like it was you and I because we weren't necessarily super honest with everybody as to what our intentions were. We I felt like we were feeling like we were protecting people, which meant that in some ways it, we didn't really have, not that people weren't supportive, but we didn't give people the opportunity to be supportive because it was almost easier not to have that conversation around the fact that we were going to have a home birth after a, after two cesareans, um, let alone try for a vaginal delivery. So we were. It, it was fairly isolating, but there was a there was a real beauty in the fact that it was just you and I. Yeah, um, we were always a solid team. Absolutely. Regardless of any outside noise, we were always a solid team. And yeah. don't get me wrong, we had some loving arms around us. We had yeah. um, some amazing support with. Um, but even those that were closest to us that were nervous or whatnot were, I think, extremely supportive. So we, I think, we actually had quite a good support system. Um, and did you, were you okay from a support point of view with me screaming at you and biting you? <laughs> <laughs> no, all of that was like, that, that bit was the easiest bit. It was mentally like committing to this was the, the path. And once we'd committed to that, I knew that like what would be would be. And like, 
the rest of it almost seemed it just sort of came into place and I do remember vividly when um, Cherie your the the doula came in after having you been in labor for what at that stage two days or almost or more than that two and a half days by that stage I almost felt a little oh like the that level of intimacy was slightly gone but um, the fact that it was just you and I for those few days mm. which was really nice but then having a helping hand towards the end um, and so, uh, like someone that had experienced so many births, um, that was very, very reassuring. So, um, no, supporting you through the home birth was, oh, magic. And um, definitely one of the most, or if not, the, the experiences probably shaped us and both of our lives individually and by um, osmosis, our kids as well. So mm. it was awesome. Yeah, I agree. How many children do you want? <laughs> we were originally... We were, no, 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 you were originally. Yeah, I was originally six kids. Um, my dad's one of six, um, come from big Italian families. Um, J.A.'s one of four and I'm one of three. But yes, the next generation is a bit bigger. So you originally wanted six. And I recall when we had Marcia, I remember walking and thinking, this is magic. Like, I'm happy. Like, I'm so grateful to have one kid. And mm. if, if that's all we had, um, we're lucky enough just to have that. Some people never get that. So... Mm. I was more than content to have one. And then I was starting to think, like, how could, especially first time around, you like, how much more can you give? And I was worried that we wouldn't be able to love other kids if we had to uh, dilute our love, if you want it, for want of a better term, between more than one kid. I didn't think that was possible. So now I started to think maybe we, we can't have that many. Um, but then now that we've had three, it's amazing to see that you, it's just this abundance of, like, they all help love each other. Mm. So I'm not anywhere near as concerned about that anymore. So, look, I think I'm open to having another kid. Four sounds lovely. Um, but we are incredibly lucky and I'm super grateful to have the three gorgeous kids that we do have. Like, mm. it's been, yeah, we've got a beautiful little family. Mm. I agree. How did you both know it was time for the next baby? And did each of you have an ideal age gap? Um, we laughed because we, we joked that both times... Uh, that Laura conceived after having Mussy, um, that we conceived that around that 10 to 11 month mark when Bubs is just getting to that really easy or much easier phase where, um, yeah, everything just gets that little bit easier and we sort of... Before they turn into hectic toddlers as well. Correct. So we kind of laughed that we conceived at the perfect time because it, it meant that we didn't have a chance to back out. It was too late once they were really crazy 18-month-olds. <laughs> we've been very lucky to have short gaps and yeah. it wasn't really by any, like, <laughs> we had no great planning on our behalf. Um, well, like as in, we always knew we wanted to have kids close together. Absolutely. We wanted to be in the one season of life all at the same time. Um, you know, obviously the stars aligned and my cycle returned and, you know, within a month or two we were pregnant again. So we're very fortunate in that regard. But, um, yeah, like life is chaotic and full on, but we love it because everyone's in that same preschool phase, you know, like... Yes, there's a lot of demands on our time and our energy, but we just love the idea of moving through all the different phases with our kids rather than like stretching it out. And I totally see the pros and cons of having older kids with bigger age gaps and all of that, but it just never felt like something we would choose to do if we didn't have to. And um, what's interesting when you start to think that Massey's what, four and a half now almost, mm. and you were pregnant obviously for nine months prior to him being alive. So mm. you've either been pregnant or breastfeeding now yeah. for over five, over five years. With no break in between of either because mm. I would be breastfeeding straight into a pregnancy. This is actually, so we just celebrated our third baby's first birthday and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> and this is the longest mm -hmm. we've been between kids not pregnant, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> I've been pregnant on the other two kids' first birthdays. So, but, yeah, this is like the longest gap we've ever had. But I think both of us have come to this point. I was, you were a bit of a planner, but I've been a bit of a planner and we could never have, like I don't think anyone could have um, predicted the events that have happened in, 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 in the last few years. And it's, I think we've become much more willing to just go with the flow and trust yeah. what's going on and, and trust that we'll know when we know. So 
Yeah. yeah if we you trust uh, that it will happen. A few months ago, it was like, I don't know if we're having any more kids. Um, now I think we're both on the same page that we're um, on the fourth bandwagon. I yes. Think. So when that is, we'll, <laughs> we were, we'll... we were contemplating thinking we might close up shop and mm -hmm. call it a day. And then I was like, well, no, I don't think you, I'm done. You were thinking that. I always thought we'd have four, but um, I knew that I had to let you come to it. So yeah, I just felt really stretched and I was like, I don't know how I would add a fourth into this mix, but now I don't know how I wouldn't, but yeah, anyway, four might be our lucky number. We'll see. Okay. So this is transitioning now into a few more like parenting mm -hmm. slash relationship questions, which, um, were probably one of the most common questions mm -hmm. I would say. So I've kind of summarized them into three main categories. So did you feel like our relationship suffered when we first became parents? So after having baby number one? Well, I guess it depends what you define as your relationship. And I don't want to speak on, I don't want to generalize, but as a bloke, I think you look at your wife or your partner, I should say completely differently after she has your child. And if anything, there's a, there's this in, incredible closeness that happens. And I, I just recall just looking at you differently, just in awe, like, wow. Um, and that was elevated tenfold, like once you had home birth. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of our relationship, yeah, it, it alters, but it, again, it depends how you define your relationship. Do we do lots of like date nights at Yarraville and go to some theater? And no, we don't do that anymore. Um, but I also feel like if that was super important to us, we would make the time to do it, but we don't. Mm. Um, but instead, like it's the little things where now, you know, we're seeing snails walk across the footpath and the both of us are pointing that out to the kids and we're having a great time watching snails. Mm. So I still remember when, um, when we first had sent the kids to care of some sort. And so we weren't used to being on our own. I remember saying something to you. I'm just looking at the exact view that I'm pretty sure I was looking at over the ocean and saying something like, Jay, look, there's a rainbow. <laughs> or like, there's a big ship out there. And just being like, oh, oh, that wasn't cool. There's no kids around. But it's like we're so much more present to life and to like being here properly and not future tripping and just being in the present moment. I think that's been a really rich part of our relationship post kids and I think there's this misconception of say like work-life balance and you can then extend that to like work-life parenting relationship balance and as opposed to looking at them as like if they're all enhancing each other then you're not trying to seek balance they're not exclusive like, well they're not taking away from each other you can be parenting and having a beautiful relationship at the same time yes um and I think that, yes, our relationship has changed, but I'd be worried if it didn't, if mm. you bring three little humans into the world and our relationship hasn't changed, and I'd say, like, much for the better. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's it's um, it's challenged us, and it means that we've seen probably uglier sides of each other at times and, uh, like, sleep-deprived times and uh, times where we haven't been as patient as we should be and where we have disagreements over maybe using foul language in front of the kids all the time. <laughs> Um, or my potty mouth <laughs> yes or me maybe like being a little impatient and, and rushing things um, so no I, I think our relationship has been well and truly enhanced do I think we could definitely carve out more like quote unquote like couple time yeah absolutely um, but I think we're, we're doing our best and I think the biggest thing is expectations like expect expecting that it's going to be exactly the same as it was before well no your circumstances have changed dramatically mm. and i tell you when we do have those little glimpses of couples time we we enjoy them so much more and savor them so much more than we used to because we could do that all the time mm. and we're, i think we're also hyper aware when we do have those moments like we don't sit there and pine for our kids we do really enjoy it but we also we really feel almost the loneliness of not Absolutely. having the chaos around us. And we're so hyper aware that it won't be long before our kids are in that phase of life where we have all this solo time together and we're going to miss them a lot. And so I think we're just trying to really soak it all up, steal moments where we can because they are important. It is important. Like we often want to have conversations and we never get to finish a sentence because we've got so many children demanding our attention and that can be really frustrating. So we do appreciate our solo time, but we also, I think we acknowledge that 
there's a real absence of like our kids are so much a part of our lives right now and we really want to be there for it we don't want to wish that away um because we're going to have each other hopefully our whole lives so we're acknowledging this is a season where it's all of us all in you know one big life together but eventually like the kids will fly the nest live their own lives and hopefully it will still be you and i <laughs> so, oh, and, um... I'm also like super aware of how fortunate we've been in the sense that like I've been working for myself and mm. from home essentially yeah. and as have you, like you've had ultimate flexibility with business Yeah. since Mussy was what, four or five months old. So we've been in this very privileged position where we both work for ourselves. We can have flexibility. We can do life on our own terms mm. and we've designed our life in a way that our priority is making sure that it's all manageable. Yes. And that's been awesome. Yeah. Um, and making sure that we keep enough space in our life so that it's not a dread. Mm, I agree. Lots of questions on connection and how to reconnect with your partner, especially when you're feeling like ships in the night. So do you have any advice on yeah, how to connect again when you feel like, because we know ships in the night very well. <laughs> yep. we, we're in that. I think we're in a really busy season right now there's lots of hats we're wearing with business and lifestyle and uh, parenting and we very much can slip into ships in the night so what's what's your advice on best ways to connect with your partner well again I think it comes back to what we were talking about before about how has your relationship suffered or changed or what have you I think it comes to expectations so um, if two of our kids sleep in a separate room to the other one and they wake up and I need to be in that room um, to help them resettle then that's just what it is so rather than putting a story around the fact that we're pretty much sleeping in different beds most nights or at least for some of those nights um, it is what it is and so when we do have the moments that we are connecting like I, I like every morning we'll go grab a coffee together with all the kids um, we just make the most of what we've got and I think that's the biggest thing is like in terms of expectations, um, yeah, we are going to be ships in the night, but that doesn't mean that like when we do pass, mm. it can't be, can't be fun. It can't be great. Um, do we get it right all the time? Absolutely not. Uh, do we get angry at each other and frustrated? And, Never. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that we're also very good at is both of you and I, is we don't sit in anything no. for very long at all. Um, and we've both gotten very good at like, the fast apology and so say like do we really want to be doing this so like if we are going to be ships in the night are we going to waste like the time that we do have being angry at each other over something that was probably just a miscommunication no so i think we've both gotten really good at coming back with our tail between our legs and say you know what i can do so much better Mm. and i didn't really mean that and i was just angry or frustrated and on the inverse of that i think the other person's gotten really good at saying yeah cool Mm. I know. I'm not going to hold you I'm to it. I'm not going to hold you to it. Like, mm. let's move on. Yeah. So, yeah, not wasting time. Mm. Yeah, I think we're hyper aware of life is short. We don't want to sit in the murkiness. Like, we're so human. We experience all of the emotions. Nothing is perfect. We're not aiming for some perfect relationship life where it's only positive emotions. There's there's a whole range of emotions, but like you said, we just try and move through it quickly, communicate really clearly so we actually get to the bottom of whatever the friction might be and then move on. Well, I've always liked the idea that like we have a very like comfortable, great existence because we um, are so in control of most of like our time, which is awesome. But I've always, that concept of like when you're on the elevator long enough, you don't even know that you're moving. So I, I like the fact that every now and then when we aren't our greatest selves towards each other, it helps us remind each other, like, wow, like for the most part, mm. we're, uh, doing pretty well. we're doing pretty well. Like yeah. give yourself a break. Like that's the other thing. I think people are so hard on themselves. Like mm. if they stuff up with parenting or their relationships or whatever it is, like give yourself a chance to like just chill mm. and forgive yourself, move on. You're going to be a better version of yourself for it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree bit more practical, but how can I encourage my partner to help out more? I guess that depends on you. If you think I help out enough, I don't know. Yeah, uh. JA helps out quite a bit. I would say that from a house load slash parenting point of view, we're like a good 60, 40. I'm 60, you're 40. Um, 
which I think is pretty good considering you run, JA also runs his own business. So he runs his own business. He works in my business and he's very present in our family home. So I think um, having, I'll answer this first, but I think having um, really clear tasks and boundaries is really helpful. So for example, I do the kitchen, JA does the laundry. And for the most part, that's pretty clear. Like I do all the cooking. For the most part, I do all the washing up. I do all the groceries, food preparation, all of that. And, you know, obviously, like, Jay, if the kitchen's a mess and I'm busy doing something, he's not going to look at the dishes and go, oh, well, you do the kitchen. I'm not going to worry about that. He'll help out. But then he pretty much does all the laundry. So, again, I don't look at, you know, a washing basket full of stuff and go, oh, I'm not going to do that because it's not my role. I will go hang the washing occasionally when it needs to be done. But for the most part, we know... You do it all wrong. I do like it I've wrong. Got you know, he's got an OCD anal system about... I would chuck everything all in the one washing load and hang it upside down, inside out, not in an order. J.A. would iron his jocks if I'd let him. Like, he's just... (laughs) I'd love to do a whole other podcast on washing, washing tips. Like, oh, just, yeah. You probably would. You'd froth off that. He's fun. I'm sure you'd find some real weirdos out there who would also enjoy it. Yeah, I'd love to get some gold nuggets. There's so many things about the washing. What's your question that you asked Annie the other day? Ask the listeners. Maybe they can give you something. I want to know if <laughs> I don't know if anyone this keeps anyone. Come on, someone about. will be out there. So if you were to have the washing like facing the wind versus the wind blowing like through it, so <laughs> he wants to know which way would dry better. It's yeah. all about those wind ergonomics. So is it better that the wind is catching it straight through, but then it's only catching the thing that's closest to the wind, so then it's blocking off the rest of the washing that's behind it, or are you better off like because we use a. Uh, what's it called? Can you please, someone <laughs> listening to this, please, please, please message me on my social media, Instagram, Facebook, at PhysioLaura. Please let me know if you have the answer to this. It will genuinely make JA's day. <laughs> I will answer the original question. Yes. How can I coach? How can you help out? I think, again, it comes back to communication and expectations. So help out more would suggest that they're not helping out enough in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you have an expectation around like what enough is or what you want them to do, yeah. they clearly have a different expectation because I think, I don't know, I genuinely like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and I think everyone's doing their best. So they might not be doing much at home, but maybe they feel under the pump at work or or something else, like there's other priorities. And I think communication and understanding each other's expectations and then yeah. like it's probably going to involve compromise. Yeah. Um, like I can't cook with the kids around. It's just not something that I do. I like cooking. I like even the Lord, like I like to do things. Like I like to do my tasks without kids around, whereas you're very good at like multitasking. I can't do it. And I think that frustrates you. But I, I recognize that like I would prefer to wake up an hour before the kids get up to be able to do the things mm. by myself Yes. Um, rather than try and do it around the kids because I find it overwhelming. And like I can work on that in aspect of me or I can accept the fact yeah. that like, yeah. I find it overwhelming. Yeah. Play to your strengths and weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Communication, I think, is key. Like you said, sitting down, having a really honest conversation about expectations and load. I know a lot of women, mothers, carry a big mental load that they don't feel is recognised by their partner because Mm -hmm. it's invisible. You know, like, say, cooking food is not as simple as cooking dinner. It's thinking about what's nutritious for my kids, having balanced meals throughout the week. When am I going to cook? Like what times of the day is going to suit that best? When am I going to take all three kids to the grocery store? You know, like there's a whole mental load in just getting food on the table, which sometimes I think um, women feel like that's not seen. But again, I I think that comes down to communication, like really just having an honest conversation with your partner um, about that. So we're going to talk about work now Mm -hmm. and – um, there were a few questions coming in about how we manage that because I think it is quite unique. We don't actually know that many couples who work together, live together, parent together, you know, like have all these hats that they um, do together. I think it's quite unique, but I do know that there is a lot of women out there who do work with their partners or would like to work with their partners and I guess want to have a little insight into how that works. So what do you love most about working together? Um, I'll preface this by I think we haven't treated for the most part there's been my business that I treat like work and then there's physio Laura or the posse or whatever we want to call it where we treat it's like Laura's little side hustle Um, and we've been fortunate that financially we've been able to like we live off 
my business and then your business sits there as like the side hustle thing. And now we've kind of at this point where we want to grow that as well. So I don't think we've necessarily treated your work as work and Mm. it's just been this fun thing that we've worked on together. Mm. In terms of what I love about it, I love seeing you in your element. I love, like, sometimes I um, uh, get, like, read an email that you show me that people have sent you and it's it's just amazing the feedback that you're getting and the the impact that you're making. Um, And that's what I love, seeing you in your element, um, the fact that, this sort of thing that we're doing right now is what you're comfortable doing. Whereas I like to sort of sit in the shadows and and work behind the scenes. I love seeing, yeah, the impact that you're making. And I just love seeing the energy. And I love when we go out for a walk and I can tell that there's a a girl that wants to come and say hello. She's a little bit like, Oh, I should, I should. And it's always beautiful to see them share their story with you and to see, um, and I'll say, Oh, I've been receiving your emails for two years on a Friday. And it's like, well, because when you have an online business, you don't know if anyone's actually listening or reading your stuff. And so it's so, it's so awesome to, to, to know that this is the thing that we're doing in our little li- in our living room. This yeah. is just an idea that we were talking about and now it's this real thing. And I, I, I don't even think we're scratching the surface. And that's what I love. Like just seeing this, the just seeing the results of you using the gifts that you've been given. So. Mm, I like that. I um, love working together because I think, like I mentioned earlier, like we're very yin and yang. We're very different in how our brain works. You're very creative, big picture, airy-fairy, up in the clouds, always coming up with amazing ideas that I would never in a million years have thought about. And I'm very feet on the ground, pragmatic. What's the next step? How can I action this? And I think we're a really good team when we play to our strengths. I get frustrated because I feel like you're always in the clouds and you get frustrated because I'm always trying to pull you down out of your creativity into like, yes, but what does that actually mean, J.A.? What do we do next? And But I actually think when we acknowledge each other's strengths, we're such an awesome team because we're complete opposite strengths. And I think that plays in really, really well together. And I just think it's really cool to be so intimately involved. You're more involved in my business than I am in yours, but, you know, we talk a lot about your business as well but to be so intimately involved in each other's work lives it becomes like this beautiful meshing of like you don't even know what's work what's passion like your interests what's marriage what's relationship what's personal development like it all just becomes this beautiful puddle of it all which I guess can have its downfall as well because it's like maybe there needs to be more boundaries around it you know I don't want to talk about work at 9 p.m at night but I just think it's really cool I can't imagine coming home from work and not talking about my day or not being able to share with you because you're not that interested. Or you know how sometimes you'll ask a couple like, oh, what does your partner do for work? And they're like, I don't know. (laughs) He works in an office and types away and I don't really get it. Like it's just such a big chunk and passion of my life and I love that we get to share it so intimately together. Whereas I think that brings us really close together, being able to work on that together. And what's cool about having such a small business, and when I say small, it's you and I, and then we've got our beautiful team member, um, Kat, who's been with us for a few years now, um, who helps out with all the support and what have you. Um, The great thing about having a small business is that you can just pivot. And so it's like what you talk about is following your own interests. Mm -hmm. So, And that's continuing to evolve, and it's cool because where we are planning to take it, is super exciting because mm, it's, it's following very exciting things on the cards stay tuned eyes peeled all of that <laughs> so no it's so cool to to come up with ideas and, and see them come to fruition yes um, albeit we we haven't executed necessarily as quickly or as we'd like because we we do accept the fact that like we've had three kids in four years mm. um so yeah it means something's got to give um but no we're really excited about what what's to come and i just love seeing ideas actually happen Mm. and and you're exceptional at actually doing things whereas I just (laughs) ponder what we could do so no I think we're a great team Mm. and how do you keep boundaries around work life and family life look I'm probably not the right like that's not a strength of mine (laughs) like I I'm obsessive with anything that I do so uh, I think the most common conversation that we would have in around your business is JA I don't want to talk about this at 9 30 at night whereas I I'm happy to talk about it and like when a flash of inspiration, that's when my inspiration mm. comes like in the middle so of the night. So J.A. peaks at night time. 
will happily drum away at a computer till 3 a.m. Whereas I start rapidly declining <laughs> from like 6 p.m. onwards. <laughs> so if we, and often we don't get a lot of time to talk during the day. And so everything has to be caught up on at nighttime. Like what happened in your day? What happened in your day? Where are we at with the business stuff? What are we going to do here? And, you know, life admin and what's the plan for this week? And rada, rada, rada. And so if he gets a flash of inspiration at 9 p.m., I just look at him and I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot do this right now. I want to sleep. But again, it's kind of hard because if we don't get the daytime, we kind of have to do it at night. So we're very different in that regard. But but you also acknowledge that like when I'm tired, I'm tired. I don't want to talk about it. But mm. I also give a little bit in that, well, if this is the only time we have to talk about this, then I will Well, that's the challenging part is that often the most the only time we have a chance to have an uninterrupted conversation is when the kids are in bed. Yes. Um, or like the, the few times, like the few hours a week where they're in care so we don't have a terrible amount of daycare um, or childcare at the moment um, we have 10 hours a week so we get a lot done in those 10 hours and well, you get a lot done I yeah, yeah you have a lot of coffees so. <laughs> um and so and you know anyone listening to this with three well it doesn't even have to be three but just young children knows that there's not much downtime like especially we've got a really inquisitive four and a half year old boy as soon as you start talking about something he's like but mummy what do you mean and who is that person and you know he's asking us this morning about business and we're just having a really honest conversation we're like this guy does this and this guy does that and but you never really get to finish a sentence so you really have to reserve those conversations for nighttime which can be challenging but again season of life we've acknowledged that we want to have it all we're so driven to well, that's where I was have gonna, it all like, that's where so. i was going to go as well in terms of like i think there's been this bit of revelation that we've had recently is like we can have it all like nothing but you can't do it all like so it's Having boundaries, and I think I've been like this is definitely something that I, I need to work on around having boundaries because my, in my other work, like I have a lot of phone calls, for instance, and it's often easier for me to take a phone call than it is for me to then have to play phone tag. So I'll just I'm willing to then take a phone call when we're down at the park, what have you, which is not ideal. Um, so I think we've both come to this point where it's like, well, yeah, we are the limiting factor in our business if, if we're the ones doing everything. So we're looking to design it in a way that we can like have firmer boundaries and, and make sure that we hold those boundaries rather than all of a sudden things spill out into like family time or um, couples time and mm. or not have any couples time first full stop. So I think boundaries is something that in, in particular myself I am working on because mm. especially when you're so passionate about what you do and you enjoy what you do, it's so easy for it to just spill out into everything and um, – I don't necessarily know that's the healthiest way to approach life. Mm. And I think for me, from a boundaries point of view, I've just stopped trying to multitask. I used to pride myself on being really good at doing it all at being the same busy, time. Busy, and, busy, busy, yeah. busy. How busy? You've been busy. But then I realised I was doing nothing well. And so now, like, you'll rarely find me ever working, or even on my phone a lot when I'm with the kids, which is every other hour that's not the 10 hours I'm without them. And... Because I, I just, I can't parent well. I can't be present with them. And I can't even send one email, to be honest, with them around. It's no, so hard and to... I'm not doing it well. So I've really pulled back on. When I work, whew, I go hard. Like I, I get a lot done because I'm only working. I'm not trying to do anything else. And then when I'm with the kids, I'm with them. And I found, I found those boundaries have been working really well for me. I think a lot of that as well is... I had this thing once and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks is because I'm a bit of a yes person and recognizing that when you say yes to something and usually you're just saying yes because it's the thing that's been asked of you, you're invariably then saying no to anything that, mm. that took your time away from. And whilst you're not being asked that question like, hey, Jay, did you want to take the kids to the park right now? By saying yes to whatever other demand someone else is putting on your time, you're now saying no to park time or you're now saying no to family time or whatever it is. And... I think having much firmer boundaries and keeping in the, the front of your mind, what is it that you actually want to be saying yes to? Being deliberate in, in everything that you do because it makes it easier for you to say no think, no to things that don't fit that filter. Mm. And I think it's just having intention, like mm. being purposeful, thinking through what it is that you actually want and what those boundaries will have to then look like to make sure that you can get what you want. Mm. Now, last question, a little bit light. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about me talking about vaginas all the time? <laughs> 
This was submitted from another lady who also has a job where she talks about vaginas all the time. <laughs> you know what's interesting though is I actually think you that was probably more of a thing five, six years ago. And it's interesting the more and more conversations that you have, which is interesting because that's where I think the business is heading now in terms of you probably speak less and less about vaginas. Like I know I'm probably cheating on this question, but you, you talk less and less about vaginas because you recognize that it's just one part of it all. Hmm. Um, I, I think that you're more talking about like the spiritual, emotional, like the psychological aspects of things. And yes, there's, there's a time and place for like your pelvic floor. Um, and as like, as it, for you, it's like when you're drinking a cup of tea, like uh, that's always your thing where you're drinking a cup of tea and it's pelvic floor time. Um, but I know I find it really interesting to, to understand. Um, hmm. But as I said, I think less and less you're talking about vaginas all the yeah. time. Um, you're talking about so many other things. But it's not a weird thing for you. So, like, I think it's probably important. To, like, J.A. Um, studied medicine in a past life and used to talk about vaginas and poo and things like that around the dinner table. So you're not squirmish. You don't find it weird. I think you appreciate anatomy and the human body and the female birthing body and pregnant body and I think you have a real curiosity and interest you'll never meet like a more clued up guy you're happy to have a conversation about birth to anyone you're happy to talk about prolapse and pelvic floor problems and like you're so comfortable in that arena but I think that just extends to I just don't believe that topics are taboo I'm fine anything whether it's like parts of our anatomy like Mm. um or whether it's like like topics that we're not really supposed to talk about. I just I'm just a curious person. So for me, it's like well, I know that there's like social awkwardness about like some women aren't going to want to talk to me about their stuff, which is interesting. Like I think the I'd just be more surprised. Yeah. That's all that you would care. But I remember when um, a lady Ja used to work with had a baby, and you know most blokes I guess would be like, oh cool, congrats. What's its name? Is you know whatever. And Jay was like, oh, how did the birth go? And like, you know, I think you were asking her about the pushing phase. And she just kind of looked at you and then was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Jay is married to Laura. Laura's a women's health physio. This makes so much more sense why he's asking me all these questions. Well, there's so much stuff that we, we do in the shadows that we don't share with each other. And yes. if we did that, then, yeah, I think the world would be an infinitely better place. But we yeah. could all support each other through stuff that we're already thinking. and We're already working through but we, it, it's such a lonely road because we don't share things because they're supposedly taboo or they're not fit for conversation. It's like, well, no, like, I'm, we're all there. So, mm. Mm. I love it. Well, that is all I have. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you would like to say or finish on or share? Oh, I'm just super proud of you, to be honest. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm very proud of you, and um, I'm. I feel very privileged that we get to have this conversation. Hopefully, to a lot of your audience, you've got a ginormous audience, and I think that's a credit to you. And um, I don't think either of us take that lightly. I think it's it's amazing that people put in the t- their time to to listen to or read the stuff that you put out. Um, and I don't think either of us that take that for granted. It's yeah. um, so I think I'm very grateful for having such a talented wife. I'm very proud of what you've done and um, and what you will do. Hello, mummers. I really hope that you love that chat. JA definitely got a bit mushy at the end. I was not expecting him to do that. As you can see, he is definitely the more emotional partner. Um, we certainly ebb and flow between our mask and femme energies, the two of us. But um, yeah, I likewise am super proud of him and I love working together with him. I love doing life with him and I just thought it'd be cool. I share yeah, a little bit of my life on social media and within my Pregnancy Posse program, but I rarely share much about JA and he is the biggest part of my life. So I just thought it would be really cool to share him with you all. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a little bit more insight into who I am, who we are, who is behind the Pregnancy Posse and we have so many exciting things coming up. There is a lot of momentum behind the scenes with this business at the moment with this brand um, we're really hoping to come and serve 
women so much more at the moment so stay tuned for some exciting things coming up if you haven't already do subscribe to the podcast pregnancy with physio laura because there is another epic series being released next week and i don't want you to miss out on that it's all about birth and birth preparation is going to be amazing so do make sure you click subscribe so it comes up straight in your news feed and if you want to connect with me further jump on into the pregnancy posse program that is what jay and i have spent years putting together weekly workouts, heaps of birth preparation, pelvic floor management, prolapse management, a wonderful community of women. Ask me any of your questions. That's where I am. You can find out more at thepregnancyposse.com. And if you love this episode and you resonated with anything in particular, I would always love to hear from you over on my socials, Instagram, Facebook, at PhysioLaura. Please let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. Thank you so much to JA for, even though he was, you know, trying to get out of it sometimes for jumping on the podcast with me we had so much fun together and I'm totally open to doing more of these if you guys liked it please let me know and I'm sure I can get him back on the podcast to talk about other topics particularly if you think they might resonate with your partners or your family dynamics so yeah let me know otherwise mamas wherever you are I hope you're having such a wonderful day I hope you're looking after yourself and I will talk to you soon bye